0: Hey, okay, so I know that you know that I'm obsessed with drinking coffee. Cold, hot, I love it all. If you're like me and you cannot get enough of that delicious manna from heaven, then you need to get on the life boost because here's the thing. It is amazing coffee. It doesn't, it's not bland. It's jam-packed with flavor. Currently, B and I are drinking the Boston Cream Donut jealous you should be because it's delicious but it's also really good for the planet so it's not just good for your taste buds your tummy it's also good for the planet it's 100 organic and free of harmful additives and you can feel good about what you're putting into your body and it's fair trade which means that the farmers who grow it are paid a fair price for their hard work so if you love coffee just like me and you want some Boston cream donut coffee or maybe um, my favorite summer one which is the coconut one and or the s'mores or both together I don't know get wild with it am I right okay then you need to go check out lifeboost lifeboost.com and you can save yourself 20% however what if it is like you don't even like coffee and you're like shh I hate it and then I say to you you're wrong But it's okay to be wrong once in a while. I tell you what, you take our code and you give it out to the first five people. And I guarantee you at least one of them will be like, oh my God, an angel. Thank you. And they will leave praising your name. Our code is unmasked. That's U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D to save 30%. Not all heroes wear capes. Are you feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Maybe you haven't quite woken up from your long winter hibernation that we're all trying to come out of. You're not alone. But exciting news, we have the perfect solution. Our sponsor, A Place to Float, is equipped with the most amazing tanks for your sensory deprivation needs. Okay, imagine this. You're in a warm Cozy tank, completely weightless and free from any external distractions. Your mind is clear, your body relaxes, and you find inner peace. Or maybe you do what I do and just lay there and wonder about the whole what you're missing out on. But you know what? You fall asleep and it's also fine. Why not give it a try? Honestly. Whether you're dealing with like chronic pain or anxiety or you just need to unplug and recharge, a place to float has got you covered. Their chambers come in all different styles to fit your needs and their friendly staff will make sure you are comfortable and relaxed every single step of the way. Trust me, shout out to all of them. They are absolutely amazing. Shout out to Brad. We love you. So give it a try. Trust us. Once you experience the magic, you will wonder how you ever lived without it. And while you're at it, Use our code UNMASKED to save yourself 20% on our first float. That's U-N-M-I-S-K-E-D to save yourself 20% on your first float. In a world of ordinary, it's time to unmask the extraordinary with Unmasked the Podcast. With your host, Brandon Zimmerman. Welcome to Unmask the Podcast.
1: I feel like you're my nose just about everything about me.
0: Eye candy of the night, a hundred percent. And Sarah Zimmerman. I want to be on the back end of our TV and just like. Kuh, 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 kuh. Right. I, I saw Amanda Nunez, and I'm pretty sure I fell in love with her. I want to just be her. It's time to unmask
1: your true potential. Uh, welcome to Unmask the Podcast. We are here with Susan Wallace. Susan Wallace is an amateur Muay Thai fighter, cat mom extraordinaire, <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> out of San Diego, California. What's going on, Susan? hello welcome thank you so much for being here we're excited to talk to you and we did just meet like five seconds ago but like we're basically besties now so we yeah. are
1: that's kind of the really fun thing about doing the podcast is we get to meet the super cool people and, and maybe eventually run into them if not you know that's okay too but like <laughs> just to hear people talk about that we never you know even fathom speaking to or you know knew
0: existed until recently so we always start with our origin story. Like everyone pretty much knows our origin story, but I don't think any of our listeners or I'm sorry, that is a correction that I need to stop right there. I know for a fact that some of our listeners do know your origin story, but what is yours? Cause I don't know it.
2: Um. Well, I mean, I'm pretty up there in age, so I have a pretty long origin story. So <laughs> it's not... Typical. Um, I am older. I'm 49 years old, so yeah. I did not know of Muay Thai or any of this thing um, for a very, very long time. So I got started very late. But my, or I would say my origin story is a uh, cardio kickboxing boxing. Um, back in, I grew up in Kansas City. Back in 99, I grew up dancing. I was a dance major graduated college and had nowhere to really dance. And it was right where cardio kickboxing became like super popular. And I'm like, oh, I think I could do this. Uh, And then just absolutely fell in love with taking the classes. But the benefit of where I took my classes was it was also a fight gym. So here I am taking my cardio kickboxing classes and I'm seeing actual fighters come in after to start training. And I was just mesmerized. So then fast forward to moving to San Diego, I just thought I'm moving to a new city. I want a new start. Um, let's just look up fight gyms. Let's just see if I can get into this and like shed all the cardio classes and let's just see if I can start fighting. And that was kind of my mission was to find a gym. I found a boxing gym cause that's all that they had and then right away, they kind of took me under their wing, and I just started uh, fighting. <laughs> That's
0: so awesome. Okay, so I like. Almost- and
2: this is like this is like early early two thousands.
0: Okay, okay. So, so you said you graduated uh, from as a dance major, correct? Yeah. Well, I wanted to be a
2: dance major. I actually graduated with a psychology major, but oh. I kind of just stayed and dance, took dancing all day all night um it Same. was like my my passion but i knew i couldn't have it as a major
0: <laughs> what did you take what was your what was your favorite i guess
2: um it's interesting because like when i started it was very um tap jazz ballet contemporary yep. hip-hop was coming into it um And then that was game over. Like hip hop was like my absolute favorite. Yeah, same.
0: No, same. Like I was really, I really liked tap. Like I just liked the rhythm of it. Yes. And then like hip hop came into play and I was like, I don't want to do anything else. I sucked at it. Like I was a ballet dancer and a dancer. And going into hip hop, I looked like a ballet dancer in a hip hop (laughs) yes you
2: have to like let yourself go and it's so hard you're like no but I'm taught to like be so yeah
0: or just like the fact that I can't walk without a turnout is highly problematic sometimes (laughs) I mean I teach dance now but like oh nice okay so that's so fun. I love that you did that. Now, like, I think everyone's like, well, "What's your favorite dance or dance like time now?" And I'm like, at the time when I was younger, I hated ballet. I couldn't. It irritating angered me. I didn't like the tutus, the like, the leotards. Yeah. But now I love it. Like, I think it's right? so um, beautiful, and it's hard, and it's amazing.
2: I think, cause we have the appreciation, cause we know how hard it is. And, but when you're, yeah, when you're younger and you're being forced in all these positions, it's just, it's torture and you hate it and you want to be free and.
0: You want to do hip hop? (laughs) Yeah. I just want to do hip hop. (laughs) Yeah. Or like I, we had to do, in order to get into like point shoes, you had to do like Saturday morning classes and like learn technique. And I was just like, I can do it. It was ridiculous.
2: Okay. I'm glad. You have to do it. I mean, it's the same thing with like Muay Thai. Like you have to do it over and over again. Yep. Yeah, or to your good. feet over and over again. Yeah. So.
0: so, okay. One of the things that I have to always tell people, because there a lot of people are like, oh, wow, you catch on this specific thing so well, or this specific thing. And I have to attest to the idea of taking dance first. Absolutely. how well it translates. Do you think that too, then?
2: Absolutely. Okay. I always study the feet first when I'm learning something. And I'm always like, shifting the body weight and i still translate stuff into like like a ball change or something yeah. like
0: it's yeah. just i it mean just... Leave your
2: body but right also it's kind of and it's why i had a hard transition to hip-hop it's the i get so overly analytical of body position i have to just flow and i know that's the best in dancing and that's the best in fighting is just get down the basics and then just let your body flow. And it's, yeah, it's so similar to dancing.
0: That's so interesting. I just was telling someone about that too. Cause there, I also do theater. So I've done dance and theater since I was like seven, five, all the way forever. Um, and everyone's like, you get up on stage, like, why is it so hard to go and compete? It's just like being on stage. And I was like, I have a script though. Like I know the yep. outcome, the Im-, I'm not an improv actor. So it's just like, I know. do you find the yourself thing, doing that same thing? The thing that
2: does help um, is I'm used to the lights. So yep. when I would dance and the lights would be on me, it's like the, you know, the audience disappears almost um almost disappears (laughs) but it's the same thing with fighting you walk out and the lights are on and it's like you can hear them I just can't really see them so that I think that's really helped with my fighting because I really people think I lie I don't really get that nervous on like the walk out there um I've heard horror stories but like it, it just feels really comfortable to me
1: yeah I think the walk for me because <laughs> I did not grow up doing anything like that so like yeah. the walk I, I don't know like I'm all amped up for like pretty much all through camp and then like the week of I'm like this is getting real <laughs> yeah and then like and then especially like uh the last my last fight I was third to last out of oh Terrible. So, I yeah <laughs> and so I was the, you know we were there from like god 3 3 30 p.m till it was after midnight when we finally had to go home so like i think i fought around 11.
2: yep <laughs> something like that yep,
1: i've been there <laughs> uh and then you sit there and wait i you see people coming back like you well know, one guy had a concussion and was like sitting back like throwing up in a trash can Another guys beat up and like got a busted eye and i'm like
2: uh, you're watching them all one yeah. at a time and you're like, okay, it's my turn. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll go out there now. <laughs> you hope it's-
1: everybody in your corner has a great day and they all win and you're and they see somebody come back like
2: Yeah. Oh. It, it is weird how, like, you think you have a lucky corner and then people start to lose and you're like, what? No, this is the lucky corner. That wasn't supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> Follow the script. <laughs> right, right, right. So do you find it harder than to fight or do you find it different than to fight at things like TBA and, like, Rev Gear where you can see everybody and hear everybody? Uh,
2: it's, it's, okay. So I actually really like tournaments because... I feel like I blend in, Um, nobody's paying attention, and you just kind of do your thing. Um, What I hate about tournaments is never knowing when you're gonna fight. It's, Mm -hmm. and like, even like the day of, you don't know, there could be like, okay, I think I'm gonna fight at noon, and then like four o'clock rolls around, and something's happened, and. Yeah, and then not getting enough sleep and or, yeah,
0: or it's like you think you're fighting at noon but just kidding you're fighting in like two hours and you're like wait what and... or it's like you
2: think you have two hours and you're like oh I'm just going to go to the bathroom and you hear your name called and if you're not <laughs> on deck they're going to cancel and you're just like running like why didn't it work yeah, yeah. that's and actually we're... one of my best performances though is when <laughs> oh, really? I I, that happens I think it was the finals I won the finals and it was uh yeah, like I came out of the bathroom and they were calling my name and I was just like, what? Oh, Lord. I love
0: it. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. I think, so I'm not gonna out my age just yet. I don't know. Maybe I would. I love I it. never planned on outing my age. I feel like everybody kind of outed me. No, <laughs> anyway. no. they're just like, hey, love that you're here. No. <laughs> I think for me specifically, I see all of these kids in the gym and I say kids, like, they're 18, 20. I know. They're <laughs> and, kids. They're puppies. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, I don't know. It feels so much like I constantly have to keep up with them. Do you ever feel that pressure? Or do you just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna play my game.
2: Well, I I used to feel that pressure. Um, okay. and then it honestly is a really great support system around me. Um, my coach and my strength and conditioning coach have been in the game a while, and they were just like, "Why you're listen to your body? You know, if you want to do a two a day, do a two a day. If you think you could do a three a day, do a three a day." Um, they never pressured me to be like, "Okay, at the end of class, you're going to do a hundred kicks." It's just, it's just not logically sound for somebody who's older to just put that much torture on their body. So I've had a really good team. That's like, just day by day, listen, Um, push yourself as hard as you can. Um, But if you need to take that second session off, take it off because it's diminished diminished returns. Like Mm. you're feeling like you need to keep up with these kids, but internally, I mean, I, I know my body is not going to keep up with them. So it took a while for me to mentally be okay because you think you need to train, 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 train or else you're not going to win. Um, I listened to them and I trained as hard as I can every day um, with enough recovery. And I realized I can do a lot better and I can my career will go a lot longer.
0: That is information that I think somebody needs to hear
2: (laughs) i mean you know it though like if you're trying to keep up with the kids and like they're running around and they're eating candy i mean i know they're 18 but they're still eating candy and hot cheetos and yes (laughs) they are they can go like two hours of sleep wake up and do it again it's like can you (laughs) if you can't then you need to like adjust something yeah
1: yeah so what um Okay, so what kind of things do you do as far as recovery goes
2: then, like after a hard day? Um. So I love sleep. I'm not a napper, but I sleep. And people make fun of me, like I will go to bed like 30, 10 o'clock at night and I will sleep until like 9 o'clock the next morning. And I feel, I almost feel like I am like a vampire or something. Like I just like nestle in close my eyes and i'm like okay i'm gonna heal and i literally like tell myself okay this is like my healing process and it's like my little cocoon and uh yeah and then it's i don't know why i said vampire that's like the worst analogy because they don't sleep
0: they sleep (laughs) during during the day That, just, <laughs> I was like, we've watched plenty of vampire shows yeah. and they get lots of
2: stuff like And they you look know? fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is, this is something I need because sunlight, like, as soon as the sun peeps in, I'm like, okay, I'm up. Like it's it's very hard, you know.
2: <laughs> but for me, as soon as the sun goes down, I'm just like, nope, I'm over it.
0: Yeah. Time to go to bed. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that very much. So. so
2: sleep sleep is a huge part of my recovery. Um I do I see like a PT once a week that they just any kind of stiffness in anything they'll work it out. Um you know, stretching is so overrated. Um I mean underrated, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like,
0: <laughs> "Yes. Wait, I think hold yeah. on. Uh I get to class
2: and training like an hour before everybody else. And I go through like a full routine and this is twice a day. And then you, the young kids roll in like bell rings and they just like jump straight into training. And I'm just like, it just blows my mind, but I know that's exactly how I used to be. Yeah. But now I love my stretching. Like it just, Oh, it just feels so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think daily stretching is definitely underrated. Because, I i mean, we do yoga, but we do it on, like, Sundays. And Sundays, by the time, like, Wednesday rolls around, I'm like, even by the time Monday morning rolls around, I'm like, well, shit.
2: Yeah.
1: I am sore. Yeah. I don't feel like you can ever stretch enough. Yeah. No,
2: you really can't.
0: Do you have any, like, injuries that ever happened that would, like, set you, that have set you back? So, ugh. I've had okay
2: so I've had um, I don't know if I'd call them injuries but um so in 2010 I did have a stroke
0: oh my so god that <laughs> a
2: lot of people don't know that um oh no,
0: I totally did not it's
2: it's one of those things like I used to talk about and then it like so much time has passed I hadn't like really talked about it um obviously I'm fine no um nothing from it <laughs>
0: what happened but so toast? like what happened
2: I, it it was it's it was a trip so i was in my boxing gym and i was jump roping and it just happened to be one of the days that my old boxing coach was there visiting um my current boxing coach was there um old teammates it was kind of like a little reunion type thing so there was a lot of people around and i was jump roping and I personally didn't feel anything, but I put my jump rope down and I turned and walked to one of my coaches and he just, he's like this old military guy and he just is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I kind of panicked and I was like, what? And as I said, what, my face is drooping and I couldn't speak. And he was like, are you on fucking drugs? And I'm just like panicking. I'm looking around because everyone is just staring at me because they said, looking at me, They could tell I was having something. But in my mind, I was totally fine. So I'm sitting here telling them, like, why are you looking at me? I'm totally fine. But they're hearing, like, (laughs) why? So they called 911, took me to the hospital. Um, Long story short, it turned out that um, I had a hole in my heart that, you know, I've had since I was a kid, which most people go through life. And they can have it but mine was a really large hole um so just from like uh exercising like my blood was like pumping too hard and like pushed a clot through that hole so then the clot went to my brain it's just a weird just coincidence you
0: always know so you know you had it since you were a kid did you know that Okay. Yeah. So what uh, I know is nowadays kids
2: get tested for it because it is pretty common. Um, But it's common to like go through life and it ends up closing. But mine, it's like a little flap. So mine was like open and apart. So it was just, I was just kind of like a ticking time bomb. So. Um,
0: Okay. That's like the third or fourth person who has also told us and like, I'm like, wait, did I get tested? Now I'm like, yeah, I, well,
2: I, <laughs> I went. My sister got tested. She ends up that she had it. Um Miles. and she had already had two kids, and they they were like, she should be fine because if she made it, th- if she made it through having two kids, and it's like that grunt force, like birthing children would have like pushed a clot through. Um, so they're like, oh, you're fine. You had two kids. You're fine. You don't need to get hers closed. Like her, they looked at hers, and hers was pretty small. Um, But mine, I did have to have surgery and they put in like a, it's like a quarter size mesh uh, little panel that just kind of like sealed all the tissue around. So, so that happened. um, So 2010. So I was kind of at the end of boxing because they, that was like kind of around the age where like they kind of force you out of amateur boxing. You're not allowed to at like a certain age. Um so then it's like, I have a stroke, I'm getting too old, like all these things are going in my head. And instead, like there was a peer. I'm
0: sorry, I'm babbling instead of like This is this is the perfect place for you to babble. <laughs> yes. Please babble. Let it
1: go. <laughs> Let it all go. This is great.
0: This is great. I mean, it was one
2: of those things where I was so active i was and still at that time taking like hip hop classes um so it's like so i can't box i can't dance i can't do anything i have to wear this heart monitor to not let my blood pressure get up or my heart rate get up to a certain level i just felt terrible so the time the surgery happened everything healed and they're like you can live like a normal life like that kicked me in the butt to be like i never know what can happen like I need to like get serious about what I want to do as far as boxing and training and this and that. And I just kind of like dove really heavy into just fitness in general. I just wanted to be as active as I could be, as healthy as I could be. Um, so yeah, that was like a, a a kind of an eye opener to wanting to like prove I was indestructible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm into it. I love it. <laughs> so, okay, so the stroke happened. You became a fitness baddie. I love it. How did then you went into Muay Thai? So,
2: so then, you know, I'm I get into boxing, but I'm not allowed to compete. So then I kind of got into like a coaching kind of aspect, and I was okay with that. um But then I was told of Muay Thai. I had no idea what it was. Uh, Friends were coming to me and being like, oh, I just did this and I just did that. And I did this competition. And I was like, what? Like you're around my age. Like, how is this happening? Um, So then I found out this wonderful sport of Muay Thai that did not care how old you are. And And in my head, I was like, oh, I can box. I can just like sign up for like these tournaments and just, I'll just go in and punch people. Like I did not do that. Luckily, I had like people smart enough around me that were like, no, you really need to know how to like stand, how to check a kick, like get all your ducks in a row. Um, A friend of mine actually came and we used to always just spar in boxing. And she came to spar in Muay Thai and just kicked the shit out of my leg. Like, it was embarrassing. I I so wish I still had the pictures. It was, like, black and blue, the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, okay, you can't, like, because as a boxer, you're like, oh, Muay Thai fighters don't know how to hit. Like, you just see it from a different angle. Yeah, so now, which now, oh, my God, respect. So, uh, <laughs> so then I started taking a couple of Muay Thai classes, and... Just my personality, I just like, okay, I'm going to do this 100%. Like I quit boxing, went to a gym that's like an hour away from my home and just went every day, fell in love. It, so like back to the dancing. Oh my God, it's my whole body. There's so much to learn. Like it was overwhelming and so challenging and so exciting. And I was just, I felt like I had a whole nother life that could be possible now i love it it was awesome that's so cool what uh
1: what gym did you train at is it still around or
2: um it kind of like the members are still around um the coach kind of fell off but um it was a blue ocean muay thai um the head coach head coach like tiffany van Seuss. um Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so it was just a small little network of us and then um the coach ended up leaving and then all of his students kind of like got together went to another gym and that's like the gym i'm currently at now um is one of my coaches former students who is now my head coach so still the gym is pretty far away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i wouldn't wouldn't trade it for the world absolutely absolutely love it yeah, yeah.
1: i heard that yeah crew fits uh it's like 25 minutes from us but i i go for straight from work a lot which is on like the other side of the map so it takes me almost an hour to get there sometimes so yeah i, yeah. I feel you well, but I, once i get off the interstate and i'm and i'm there i'm like ah like it's it's nice yeah, it's yeah. like there's a, like get past the traffic there's a reason why you go there like yeah
2: yeah so proof it so that's how i met her was through my original uh, Muay Thai gym she yeah. was there uh, when she was still fighting. She was there training for a fight, and we had met, and then we just had always stayed
0: friends. So that's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So you found Muay Thai. What was your first competition like? How'd you do? Oh, it
2: <laughs> so funny. Um, it was just like a points sparring or points kickboxing. The PKBs. Um, I was so like off balance so like i would throw a kick and it would miss and i'd immediately like throw it into a spinning back fist so i just was like spinning back, fist, spinning back, fist, spinning back fist. <laughs> and i didn't know how to clinch but i kept getting into the clinch and everyone's yelling like me i'm like i don't know what to do um, <laughs> but it was i mean it was super fun i loved it um It was just like a whole like, oh, I have a lot to work on. Um, I ended up winning it, which was crazy. But I think, you know, I just had that like forward pressure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I think people, I definitely think that after my first fight, I was like, I want to be able to throw hands better because I don't think I realized how when you're in the gym sparring, you're sparring the technique that you learn and you forget that there's other techniques that people use. And forward pressure was something that like when we were training with my first coach, his is not forward pressure. His is like in score, get out and just like allow them to miss capitalize on that. And I really loved that. But that is not how this girl played. And I was like, why does she keep trying to hit me? Yeah. Well, it was also,
1: it was at like the Classic, too. It was like, I think that girl might have had a fight. So you know how the first, yeah. like, first like couple of amateur fights go for two-minute rounds. It's just, like, straight at each other, you know, rocking. Straight
2: rock. adrenaline.
1: Yes. So it was just, you know, it was, it was just one of those. It was just, you know, different thing, too, so...
2: And then the coming from uh, amateur boxing, which is 100%, like, has many punches as you can throw to score. Like, it's yeah. stupid. It's so, it's not even fun. It's just stupid. <laughs> so, to now I'm like, oh, I love, like, the technique of fighting and, like, the game of fighting and the sport of fighting. But, yeah, your first fight is just chaos.
0: It's yeah. absolutely chaos. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Once you, once you put some time in, it's more of a chess match, but in the beginning, yes. well, I hope you can breathe and you can breathe for, for six minutes because it's going be, <laughs> yeah. to be the longest six minutes. You know, that was the thing too. Like when I was doing, when I did the classics and stuff like that, we would always, we'd spar like three and four minute rounds, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, two minutes, ah, no problem until i do it i'm like what the hell
0: just happened <laughs>
2: with someone just like wanting to kill you yeah,
0: right? Yeah. exactly You're like yeah. oh like
1: people even told me like it's going to be different because it's just going to be go 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 the whole time and i'm like yeah but i am doing this four minutes it's fine and then yeah it's and like i'm exhausted i'm dying by the first round
2: there is nothing that can prepare you for that first fight oh
0: no it's insane it's about And I try to tell people, I'm like, that adrenaline dump is so real. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like someone took all of the cardio you ever did ever and just threw it out the window. Yep. Yes. I guess I'll die.
2: (laughs) It's like your legs don't work. You forget to breathe. Like an essential
0: thing. You forget. (laughs) Like, oh
1: yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this now. Shit.
0: (laughs) So how many fights have you had now? so
2: i think we're at um for almost 40. um it's hard like i did such a terrible job of tracking it earlier um like so i'm thinking on paper like officially it's like 38 so yeah and you're still fighting I'm still fighting. I have a fight book um, for Memorial Weekend um, here in San Diego, which yeah. I haven't bought in San Diego in three years. So I'm really excited about
0: that. Yeah, Memorial Day Weekend. Hell yeah. People yeah, are just yeah. going to be bearded up. I know. It's <laughs> at a casino. So, you know, oh, 21 sure. and over. Yes. <laughs> <That'd be fun. laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. So, okay. So you had a stroke. I heard you also had um, a hip, possible hip replacement.
2: So I had hip reconstruction.
0: Okay, hip reconstruction. Okay. Because if I got a hip
2: replacement, which I could have done, um, I would have worn through it in like a year.
0: Okay. Um, and how does like that all, like d- when they do your medical checks, do they, you have to like let them know? And does that come into play whenever you're trying to find venues? Uh, Luckily,
2: luckily the doctor's man that I've had, uh, at fights have been very knowledgeable. Like I kind of like tell them and then they ask more questions and then they know the specific surgery and they're just like, oh yeah, like you should be fine. Um so it's been it's been awesome. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So how is coming back from reconstruction reconstructing- <laughs> Because that sounds awful and like it was it,
2: it, that was a mind fuck. But honestly, had i not gone through the recovery of the stroke i there's no way i would've been strong enough to to take on the hip surgery and then even think i could fight after the hip surgery um because i so i was born another thing i was born with i was born with <laughs> hip dysplasia thanks mom so <laughs> and it's another thing i guess they find nowadays uh, on kids when they're born and they can fix it at an early age but not me Um, so I never knew what it was and I probably could have gone my whole life, but, um, it's just your, like, you have your, your socket and your hip and mine is just like, they're just out of alignment. So it's when in grade school, I could sit with my legs out, but I could never like sit crisscross. Like my, my hip just wanted to go unnaturally, um, and I'm bow legged. So, so when you know you take up a kicking sport so your your ball and joint isn't like in here snug it's just like on the outside like fucking having like chaos So, so i what would happen would i would tear my hip labrum um so i kept having pain and i would go into like these big hospital type clinics and they just are like fatalists and were like you need to have a hip replacement you need to stop just not even stop fighting like you need to stop activity you can't dance you can't do this and i'm just you can't go snowboarding like it's just was stupid um <laughs> uh and i was like so so if you get the surgery you, it's hip replacement that's the only thing and if you don't get the surgery well you're just gonna it's gonna turn to mush and, and you're just stupid you're gonna have like no hip so uh, there was a lot of tears um and then a lot of research and then I just kept going to different hip specialists and I really don't know how I found this guy. Um, It was, it's 2017. So I don't know when, I don't remember when like Instagram became like a thing, but I remember finding like support groups of people who had had the surgery and the surgeon was in San Diego and he was like the best at the surgery. And what he does is he, cuts your pelvis apart and moves your pelvis over your hip bone and reattaches everything with like these giant pins that are like this big. Um, and the recovery, they had me walking the same day on crutches, but the recovery is, you know, months and months and months of like baby steps to even get to, you know, walking on a treadmill. So that was, that took a lot of patience um, and a lot of trust in my doctor, because also at the time he, I was one of his oldest patients and he's like, honestly, I don't even know if your bones would be a candidate for this type of surgery. So we could go in there doing the surgery and then find out like, we just can't do it. So yeah, it's so a day of surgery. I'm still stressed out. Surgery happens. Um, and he's just giddy. He's like, you have these amazing bones, um, because I am so active. Like, yeah. so it, it's just all best case scenario all around. Um, I'm now like one of his patients that he like has people seek me out, um, to show what's possible because a lot of people get surgery. It's very painful. And you have to just like go through the pain and you have to stick through the rehab. But a lot of people just give up. They're just like, I'm never going to get around this pain, but you do get around the pain and then living like pain-free is just like been a godsend. Um, so yeah, um, I'm very, very thankful to this doctor and also thankful to Instagram for helping me find the doctor. And then now I still, I get messages. I, I used to hashtag it a lot and then I stopped, but then I still get messages. So I started hashtagging it again. Um, the name of my surgery. So I get like fighters, you know, who are in similar situations. Um, a lot of athletes who really look to me for like, wanting to know like is this normal for this stage and how how did you feel at this month and what did you do and how did you get through it and you know i kept like a detailed journal of all my little milestones and now i can share them with people um so it's just it's been awesome
1: yeah our our friend andrea uh she just had that surgery
0: what is it called i feel like we keep saying that surgery and i'm like i don't know what it's called <laughs> so the easiest way is like it's a P A O. Okay. But it's
2: acetabular osteotomy okay um and there's a there's multiple ways to do it like my doctor go went through the top and then kind of cut everything like the bone blind like he he kind of just feels around and does it that way he doesn't tear apart so much like muscle okay. um some doctors do multiple incisions and then that's like when i'm hearing people have like really tough recoveries because they're kind of destroying like the muscle in there too.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of, that's awesome though. I love that you are providing that for other people. Cause I genuinely think like, in social media can be so great and so <laughs> terrible and I believe really right? that you have like this really cool story from it because you know that's actually how we found you too is like we were able to connect with you through that and now you get to share it with more people and that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: it's it's also helped me with um with the whole getting back to training smarter um why I'm not going to be doing 100 kicks on a bag like technically my other hip didn't get surgery. And on paper, my other hip is more pitted and mushed and beat up than my surgery hip. I just had the pain in my surgery hip. So at at any day, the other one can go too. (laughs) So I'm very mindful. (laughs) I'm very mindful of like, you know, anti-inflammatory foods and... I mean, I still like to, you know, drink and eat pizza. I'm not like so strict, but.
0: What is your, what is your diet like? I mean, especially because you are, I mean, I, I honestly genuinely think that the idea of not training like a child makes so much sense to me because you're not, you know, you have a different body. I wouldn't train the way that you do. I don't train the way that, you know, I train the same technique, but like you said, you know, don't go out and do hundred kicks. Don't like run 17 miles because what's the point? You're just going to end up hurting yourself. So what is your diet like now that you are like, do you have to make weight for stuff? And, you know, how does that affect you? Because your metabolism is different than when you were training when you were young.
2: Well, you know what's crazy? So, so I, my metabolism, people are gonna hate me for saying this.
0: I already hate you for saying it. I can already <laughs> tell you're gonna be like, it's so bad. I can't just eat anything and I'll be like, goodbye. no, 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 no. no. I
2: definitely can't eat everything, but I think because I come at it from like a, it's how I come at sleep. It's like, this is my time to heal. So I come at it very um, medically, my food. Um, So what am I trying to say here? Like making weight is never been a problem for me Um, because I would Because I will eat um, very healthy, like mostly like 80% of the time. And then I have my 20% of like junk food and all that kind of stuff. But that's all the time. Like I'm never technically out of camp um, because my body just can't do the, let's take a month off and then jump into a six week fight camp. Like my body just doesn't work that way. I need to just maintain, maintain, maintain. And I think that's where my metabolism comes in is it's just this, I I kind of think of myself as a machine. I'm just this machine that's just going and going and slowly going and I don't disrupt it. I don't spike it over here and like dip it over here. Um, So being able to stay on weight is been pretty easy for me um, because I'm never at a camp. But like do I
0: don't.
2: You, I, oh, sorry. Go
0: no, on. you're fine. <laughs> what do you fight at? And how tall are you? This is, these are questions that like make me take. Okay, I want to. I want to ask you how tall do you think I am? I don't know because I'm <laughs> like okay, she's like very petite in build, but then I'm like, but like I genuinely was like maybe she's also my height, which is like five feet. <gasps> okay. Really. Yeah, I was like, actually, it's four eleven, but I like to give myself an inch sometimes.
2: <laughs> so okay, so I fight. At, I typically fight at one twelve. Um, I'll I'll do one oh eight. Um, my next fight's at one fifteen, just because she couldn't get uh, any lower. Um, I'm five five, which I think is totally normal. The whole world thinks I'm tall because all of my training partners are like this. Tall. Well,
0: also, like, how I think to me, it's it's mind boggling because I fight. What did I fight last 20, at one twenty three, one twenty three, one twenty two, and it is a like God gave me a giant butt, and yes. like. Thickness all around. And so getting down to 123 was like, it actually went really well. I worked with our a nutritionist and like a weightlifting coach, and that helped a lot. But like my, I mean, I walk around at like 130. Yeah. So it's just like it's so interesting. So I go and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fight at 123 where all the people are gonna be my height. And then I fight some girl who's like 5'8, and I'm like, what the (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought even, even for the men, like, cause I fought when I, when I did the classics and stuff like that, um, see, I, I did 47 one time and I did 42. Um, I, I walk at like 55 and I'm, I'm, I'm five, five. Okay. So, okay. Um uh, but you know, I either got like, when I, when I did 47, I got a guy, my height, who was just wide and i was like oh lord <laughs> but then but then i've also seen guys that like i made 37 and they 32 that were almost six foot and so,
2: they're yeah. yeah
1: so you know, it's- when she stands up against me who's five five or, or a girl who's five five you know five foot five looks like a giant
2: <laughs> it's i mean it is the weird that's when you find out the weirdest thing about body types because I never thought that I was tall in like the everyday world, but in the fighting world, like at 112, I am considered tall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes me feel a little better then. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. I was, I genuinely have had like 120 as a goal weight for me since I was yeah. 20, like, Forever. I don't, I think I have to just like, let it go. Just let it go. But, <laughs> yeah. but it would, It it's almost like problematic because then I'm like, well, now I have to get down there because I'm going to be fighting girls who are so much taller than me. Yeah. Reality. The healthy way to approach this, if I'm going to be honest, would probably just to learn how to fight taller people and stop exactly. worrying yeah. so much about, cutting down to something to give myself the edge which then in turn would make me sluggish make me tired during fight camp make me this that and the other and then your fight camps aren't fight camps they're like diet camps right exactly yeah not the way to go right
1: Uh, yeah especially earlier on with me um because for like the classics and stuff i didn't water cut now i do the water cut and all that stuff so i eat a pretty healthy amount up until like the week of cutting essentially before the fight and everything but i i not knowing how to do cuts and stuff like that. It's like, just don't eat as much. And then you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It's like, well, you need the calories to burn the calories to, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, this, the cycle.
1: Yeah. Cycle of a fighter. And then, and then the week after the fight, you eat nothing but pizza and ice cream and <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is a fun week though
1: it's a really it is
2: it is the best and then you feel terrible nice. and then all and every fighter is like no i'm gonna like keep these abs and i feel so good you do you feel fantastic You this is the healthiest you've ever been
0: look the selfies and, that i take after i've dropped the weight is like astronomical it's yeah. fights and- but, but you even
2: just feel good yeah. and then you just undo it all in like a matter of 24 hours
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you 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 take all this time you feel unstoppable your cardio is peeking through the roof but it, it's also i try to remind myself bro you can't sustain that there's, right. a the camp, there's a reason why you just do it for so long because your
0: body eventually goes hey bro like let's let's take a seat and so some cake <laughs> but that's where you're like training regimen comes in because you are sustaining that because I'm you're
2: sustaining, yeah so like in fight camp i will give into my cravings um so i won't go as crazy after the fight um i you know i'll still okay the good thing about still being an amateur um like going pro makes no sense for me and the good thing about being older is i'm already doing more than I thought I would ever be doing. So every fight is like my goal. So I'm not going to treat, I'm not going to be miserable in fight camps. Like this whole thing has been fun for me, like, and rewarding and all of the above. So if I want to drink, I'm going to drink. If I want pizza, I'm going to have pizza, like not necessarily like the week of the fight, but like throughout fight camp, like I will give myself, you know, little indulgences here and there. Cause I, I remind myself that why am I doing this? If I'm suffering, it's like, no, I'm doing that. I literally am enjoying the entire journey. Like, and it took me a long time to get to where it's like every day, why are you doing this? Enjoy the entire process. So
0: yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely need to get there. I, I go back and forth where it's like, Uh, we just were lucky enough to talk to a sports psychiatrist and or a sports coach. And it was just like the idea of, like you said, enjoying the journey. I have to get into that mindset. It's the the journey
1: kind of thing. It's, you know, the fact of the matter is at at any age, not a lot of people do this really hard shit because it's really hard, you know, (laughs) to just go to the gym every day and be consistent and to, exercise in general is hard yeah it's way easier to just go home and and watch you know watch netflix and and eat pizza every single day or yeah get mcdonald's on the way home because you don't feel like cooking anything it's then it's been made very simple you know you really want to take that route but it's just not for me it's just not.
2: it's a a choice you have to make every single day absolutely (laughs) yeah i feel like it's like being an AA or something, you, you, it's the choice <laughs> to not drink. It's like, but yes. it is it's like every day you have to choose to train. You have to choose if you're, you know, just gonna say fuck it on like so many different levels. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and sometimes that's okay, but you know, that's <laughs> sometimes fuck it's a good answer, but not consistently. I think
2: <laughs> exactly. It is okay every once in a while to say fuck it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so okay. One of the things that I've noticed is like, in the gym, well, okay, culturally, women are not allowed, I'm putting this in air quotes, because no one will see this, not allowed to age. (laughs) And like, men, we glorify men aging as like, oh, they look so dashing, they look so this. I think one of the draws that I thought about you training at your age, which it just makes it just a number, you know what I mean? Like for you, it's 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 not even who you, you know, it's doesn't define you. And I think that's really interesting. Do you feel so, do you feel, ever get a lot of pushback on that? Um,
2: I, it's so interesting. No, a lot of people, especially, so in the sport, everyone's been supportive from day one because everybody wants to see themselves in me. Like they want to see, well, shit, I guess I can do it. Um, and it almost takes away those excuses. Uh, you know, how many times do I have to hear somebody who's like 30 years old say that they're old? I want to punch them in the face and they're just using it as an excuse. Um, (laughs) and then our gym is, we have a lot of females at our gym and a lot of the females, don't get into it at, until a later age. Um, maybe it just takes them a little longer to get comfortable, come around um, after the training to be like, okay, yeah, I want to fight. And then to hear, Oh, we well, are just too old. Like, and kind of like belittle their journey. Um, but now they have someone that it's like, no, I want to be like her. Yes. And then I'm actively like telling people like it's, and showing people, it really does not matter how old you are. You just have to take care of yourself. You have to want it and you have to take care of yourself. Um, I mean, it may not be that simple. There's a lot of factors involved, Um, but it's hard work. It's like how we were saying you make the choices to go to the gym. Like I have to make other choices to keep this. Like I have to make, you know, I do so much like, even like blood work with my doctor and vitamins and supplements and all this stuff, just to like make sure my body is a machine and it is going to function at a certain rate. Um, and then setting the example for that, for the people at my gym, so they can see themselves in me. Um, and now, you know, the luck of Instagram, um, you guys like other people, can it's just some i love when it like blows people's minds that's why i've accepted that just to say i'm 49 years old like it's okay because i i see people just be like what the fuck like and then they start like their perceptions are all like shifting in their head and then they're like evaluating their own life and their own decisions it's like it's kind of like a sadistic joy of mine but yeah it's pretty pretty young you have no excuse (laughs) yeah
1: yeah you say that and i'm like damn i want to be like susan like that's fucking dope like it it really is super fucking cool you know (laughs) it's you're fighting at a high level you're doing you know and you're active all the time and you're you're just enjoying i mean
2: and that that is another thing like i i won't shy away from fighting like the top fighters in my division so I I want to test myself. I'm not protecting myself in this bubble. Um, that's the other beauty of staying amateur. Like, I don't need to protect, an, like, a fight, air quotes, fight image. Um, I don't have to protect a record. I don't have to protect anything. I can just take fights I want to take. I can travel where I want to travel for fights uh, and and just have fun doing it. Yeah. Fuck Yeah.
0: Do you, what is then, okay, so I actually went to ask you this and totally like ADHD'd it and like went off the other end. <laughs> but, I was um, right
2: there with you. <laughs> great, love it, love
0: it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, was I even made for podcasting at this point? I don't even know, but we're rolling it. <laughs> so what is your anti-inflammatory, like you, like diet going, Like, what are the foods that you like to eat? What are the supplements that you are taking? So- What are your I mean, secrets? I mean,
2: there's no real secrets. It's like, uh, like I work really closely with my doctor. Um, she's fantastic. She is a black belt and karate. her and her husband her- themselves. So they get, she's my age. So she sees herself in me. Um, so honestly, she does all my thinking for me. She does my blood work every six months, gathers together all these supplements and then is just like, here um and then we taper and add and taper and add um based on you know how my body's reacting to stuff um and as far as foods it's i mean like you can do something simple like broccoli is like anti-inflammatory like don't like even your body knows like even like if i drink a beer like i get like super stuffy like then i know like oh god then my joints are gonna get super stuffy um so just, I mean, it's always just like simple things. I I eat plant-based okay. mainly. Um, so, you know, I do my athletic greens every morning and then just stick to a lot of, um you know, a lot of vegetables. And then, you know, I will eat fish occasionally as like, but I, I primarily say I'm plant-based.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that you, you said your doctor like that's it because I found like, I know, um, just for instance, I broke my shoulder blade, um, probably what four, four years, years four ago or so ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the doctor, of course, was this skinny, frail dude that you could tell didn't go to the gym. And he was just like, well, you're not going to do anything for six weeks and you're just going to sit and, uh, you know, like, you know was the worst device ever yeah. yeah like you know he didn't he was just like and then after six weeks you can do light PT and I didn't tell him four weeks in I took the cast off or the sling <laughs> I was I had a barbell on my back so I was squatting again yeah I think around that time I started sparring I was just like not throwing my left hand <laughs>
2: so like you know, I mean, like, it, doctors that think that way I mean they shouldn't they should find another practice. Cause it's just, it's not doing anyone a service. Like yeah. if I, my knees are hurting. Uh, my strength coach is like, okay, like we're doing everything that's like load bearing on the knee to start strengthening everything around it. Like when I, with my hip surgery, I was at my strength gym, the, the week of my surgery, after my surgery, we just did everything sitting down. And our goal was to strengthen all the muscles around the hip. Um, so for a doctor to just say like don't just sit and don't rest, like it's it's the absolute worst thing you can do to your body.
0: Did you just like research your doctor then? Because I think, first of all, navigating the medical system in this country is like an yeah. absolute nightmare. So I could do a whole podcast on that, but I won't. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> find such a supportive doctor, you know, did you go through doctors who were telling you things or I mean, it
2: it was the luck of the internet um, and searching hashtags. I think, I wish I could remember like the first hashtag that I searched to find him um, because I was finding the surgery. uh, So I was around like a lot of um, pro wakeboarders. So they always had a shit ton of just knee replacement, like their knees just getting mangled. Um, so I had a couple people here locally send me to like these specialty offices and then I would research those offices and then find like hip doctors within those offices. And then um, it just was complete just magic that the best doctor was in San Diego and that people like travel to this doctor
0: um. It just. And then your your I want I almost said your vitamin doctor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she. I mean, she it, basically that's like kind of what she is. She's my drug dealer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, love that. Um. So did you also find her the same way, or did you just like have- no? No, yeah. she. I inherited her because my just like
2: general doctor moved so I like inherited her because she came with the building (laughs) and then and she she started she was like an ER doctor and then she became like a family doctor and then she started getting into um, holistic medicine and now she's all very centered on women and anti-aging and um just she's kind of we're just kind of on like the same journey and because she loves combat sports, like everything, she's always like, this is Usado um, approved. And I was like, I'm not like a UFC fighter. I was like, but I appreciate that she takes yeah. that extra effort to like, she's reading all the labels for me. She's finding, it's not like, oh, I buy all these vitamins just from her. She's researching all these different places that I'm getting them to make sure I'm getting the best like compounds um, because I don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah. No, I random. mean it was up to me she would give me a list and I would probably go on Amazon and get like the cheapest version of everything and I, but yeah. I, and I and everybody's guilty of that I might be getting swindled and I'm just like getting versions that she's telling me are great but you know what <laughs> it's working and if it's working if it's fucking with my head and telling me I'm great then that's fine too yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> so
1: wishy-washy too so you really do have to be like uh is this coming from like <laughs> is this going to have a little bit of cocaine mixed in it or is it going to be actual vitamins is it really calcium?
2: right no. i have people always like at the gym i just see people with powders and stuff and they're just like i don't know if somebody recommended it and i'm just like eh. like i don't take any recommendations from people i only take them from her um
0: that's good and,
2: and it's worked out so far so
0: jamie was saying that you tried out for the u.s muay thai team No, I was not allowed. That was that was what she had said. She was like, (laughs) but she wasn't allowed, and I was like, the fuck. So she was like, hey, ask her about that, and she got really hot about it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm starting to get hot about it, right? I'm like, what the fuck? It's it's
2: oh, so yeah. When they were doing the qualifiers last year, um, they were making such a push for the biggest, best ever. the most qualified people, like the best of the best, but you can only be 39 years old, 39 another. Um, so they would have like my brackets sitting there looking at me being like, and they are like, oh, we need to fill this bracket. Like we need more girls and the, you know, we need the best of the best and everyone, it's funny because everyone's like tagging me. And then my response is like, no, they say I'm too old. Cause I say like, they say I'm too old. Um, so what they have told, they have told me, uh, was, uh, is it's not necessarily their rule, but to go to IFMA, it's the IFMA bodies rule. So if I was to make it to, you know, on like the U S level, it would, it, then IFMA wouldn't allow me to compete is my mm-hmm. understanding. So So am I going to take on like IFMA of like every single country and try to get this rule changed? It's like, it shouldn't even, it it shouldn't even be a rule. It's like, it makes no sense. It's an, when you go to the Olympics, there's, you can, there's no age limit on like half of those sports. So why is this specifically have an age limit? I mean, I sign all the waivers, I do all the medicals, yeah. there really is no reason why you should put an age limit on anything if you're if, if I'm at this level to be asked to do it because that was another thing oh we don't want like these these sideshow um, old people fights is somebody pretty high up said that one time
0: wow. as like
2: their you kind see
0: of see it but my mouth just flew out <laughs> <angry>. oh <Uh-oh. laughs> it's
2: not i listen to these things a lot like i'll hear people talking in conversation and and a lot of people don't know how old i am so i'll hear people like oh yeah well if you raise the age and it's like it becomes like a like a circus act like old people nobody wants to see like old people knocking each other out and in my head i'm like no that's like if you have like no age limit on like i don't know like backyard fighting it's like these are this is the elite of the elite i have 40 fights i have proven that i could be there so fast forward to to one of my best friends the one who lives in iowa she was in my uh, weight bracket for um qualifiers and she got gold she went to ifma and she gets um or world games and she gets silver so can she do it again? No, because last year she was 39 years old. What the fuck? She it- proved that she is the best and can hang with the best in the world and they still are like, you're too old to do it. What the fuck? That's it's heartbreaking.
0: It's it is it is heartbreaking and it is scientifically like mental, I guess. I don't know what else to say because not only are you proving it, but we as people are living longer. So what they're just going to keep this age, you know, and then just say like, well, and they're never going to push it forward, even though we clearly are living longer and healthier lives and like, yeah, more active lives. Right. right. Yep.
1: 40, 50 years ago, like people that were in their fifties weren't doing nearly, I mean, when they definitely weren't doing combat sports, you know, so like this is, it's, it's mind boggling. It's crazy.
2: know.
1: Or Ryzen, when they had like Gabby Garcia fighting uh, grandmas and stuff like that. Or I think it was Gabby that they had fighting, or whatever, you know, like that's the different thing. It was like a six year, seven year old woman that had fighting.
0: But for, like, if she it, can do it, then who the fuck cares? Yeah.
1: Well, this like was, that's the thing. That was set up to be like a, a freak show thing that they were trying to do. And that's what they're trying to combat against, but they're not that's not the right i don't know that's fucking stupid i'm so mad
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> so i went to um denver for the qualifiers um because my teammate was fighting um ashley finer she was fighting um she ended up winning gold also and then my friend angela who, who ended up winning So I went to go support them and it was almost like everybody was looking at me and people would just be so mad and they'd look at me and just shake their head and be like, you should be here. Like so angry, you should be here. So, but that alone gives me satisfaction that so many people thought it was fucked up. So I'm like, okay, I am accepted here. Uh, It's just this one place I'm not. So yeah. The like, sport accepts me. This one organization. Yeah. You got to retread. You're, you, <laughs> you're in. You
0: know? Is there an age limit for like TBA, Red Gear, all of that? So so TBAs,
2: Um, they, I think it was a couple years ago. I noticed it said like 40, I think it said like 48 or something or like 47. And I had won it the year before. And so I know Pam who runs it because my friend Angela from Iowa, like they're super close. And I just said, hey, so I see your age limit is this. I'd really like to come back and defend my title, like kind of being like, clearly I won it last year. Now you're saying I can't. And she was like, oh my gosh, the system just defaults. I'll go ahead and raise it. So then she raised it like another 10 years. Um, Yeah, she was just like, oh, I'm sorry, the system just defaults. So the same thing happened to USMTO in Arizona, the tournament. Um, This year, I tried to sign up and there wasn't anybody in the bracket, but I tried to sign up and it said the same thing. It was like 39 years old. So then I sent the administration a message like, is this accurate? They're like, oh, no, 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 it's not accurate. We'll fix it. And I was like, okay. So like baby steps, it's almost, but it's so sad that the systems are like defaulting. Yeah. defaulting to a number that I'm like, excuse. Well, and that's kind
1: of yeah. shitty too, because like, there's you know professional MMA fighters, you know fighting, Absolutely. Like, and you know like I know um, Daniel Cormier, Cormier when he uh, was defending the belt or something, I think he had to get I think before each fight he had to have his medicals versus yep. like a year when when most everybody else does, you know, he just had to do extra medicals, you know, oh, he I do extra medicals, yeah, I, that, that should be it. You know what I mean? Like, a little extra precaution maybe, but you don't...
0: To, to That's it, hard, yeah. You know?
2: if, if I'm totally fine with doing extra medicals. Um, yeah, it's... But yeah, UFC, man. Like, Holly Holm just fought, and she's... I didn't realize that she's in her 40s. Like, it's just... It's cool. It's so yeah. cool, man.
1: Hell yeah. I bring it up all the time, but the uh, uh, Sexy Yama in 1FC, he's 47. Yeah. I mean... Come on. come on. he's And he's fighting at the highest level. So, like what the fuck i mean like,
0: we can always like throw tom brady in there serena williams right like, yeah. that's what i'm saying and i is it just like a head trauma thing that they're stressed out about or but, i mean we have to do
2: the MRIs, like yeah and you know what head trauma football is
1: like the worst like it's worse than
2: exactly time. right
1: <laughs> i mean
0: come on you know, what I'm saying? I know. it's ridiculous that's so frustrating well, now they're all really pissed off. Yeah, none I <laughs> do the fuck
2: up.
1: I'm going to write a letter.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, let's go.
2: So. Probably worded letter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have to say, like a lot of people in that organization are completely on my side. Yeah. It's just getting the rule changed is just a lot for them to take on because it would have to take on the whole body of IFMA. Yeah. Do you think
0: that it, there is potential for it to change?
2: (sighs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know because yes, I will say there's potential. I would say like, if if this is happening in our country, it's gotta be happening in other countries um, where people are just fighting at different ages, even though we start typically older, Um, in the sport than a lot of other countries. um, I still feel like everyone's having like a longer career at this.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, like I said, we're living longer, which then in turn means our quote unquote youth is being able to be stretched out significantly more, you know, with advances in medicine. Thank goodness, you know. Want
1: cocktails from our doctor?
0: Cocktails yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, let's hope it changes because you know, and and let's hope that more bad women are out there. Badass women are like fighting longer, and I'm talking to myself too because <laughs> well, more women
2: are starting to even think that they can fight at I mean, a, at a later
0: age. Yep. Yeah. Like the
2: fact that you even think that you have the possibility is just, it's everything.
0: So I'm going to ask you a question because I tell this to people all the time. Dancers are some of the hardest working, baddest people I've ever met <laughs> because people have no idea how painful it is to be graceful and strong <sighs> at the same time. Do you find that same, like, did you ever like, Thank the fact that you are a dancer, not just for footwork and stuff, but like also being like, this is fucking cake. <laughs> like I don't have to shove my foot into a toe shoe. Great. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Like stubbing your toe or kicking your
2: toe on somebody's like, it's, it's so much better. And, but, Oh, another <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah. But Like making it look effortless when you're so tired and so like, shit's just in pain it's just not working and you just got to get out there and sell it and be emotional and like be graceful and it's yeah it's uh it it man because when you're tired and fighting what's the number one thing you gotta do you gotta hide the fact that you're tired And you yeah. have to just like keep keep your your rhythm keep your emotion keep your rhythm keep your calmness like it's so similar
0: yeah yeah it definitely is i i I will say, I am very grateful that I was a dancer first, but sometimes I wish I was a Muay Thai player
2: first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wish I would have started, of course, I wish I would have started this when I was way younger. (laughs) I I I think we
1: all feel that way, but sometimes I kind of look at it and go, you know, if I'd have started when I was like, you know, five years old, maybe I'd be a broken mess right now. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be living the same dream, or maybe I'd have got burned out by high school and I'd be sitting on my couch eating Cheetos. Like, who? Yeah, knows? you don't
2: appreciate it. Yeah, you don't yeah appreciate
1: it's like, and it, it's it's kind of cool to look back. It's going because I I was a bigger kid growing up, uh, and you know, I didn't do anything until my early twenties as far as exercise goes and things like that. So to look back on like what I used to be versus what I'm doing now, you know, in, in combat sports, that you know. I'm, moderately i I wouldn't even say a high level but like i don't know i, I i've had a couple of professional fights i was I, like you're a I,
0: professional mma fighter so
1: i <laughs> sure but but i dabble know, i dabble you know it's fun <laughs> so you know just to look back in those times and 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 how my mindset and everything else has changed it's like you know i don't think i would change anything you know you can't go back and change it, so there's no point in thinking I should have done this better. Like, I learned a lot of shit, you know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all think if we started younger, we would be better, um, because we would have, you know, so much more time with this technique. But you, you just nailed it. Like, if you start younger, you're you're just you're not ready. Like, you may have been burnt out by now, so. Yeah.
1: I might've been broken by now. I mean, who knows, you know, if I'd have wrestled, yeah. back, maybe I'd have had too many head concussions or something, you know, who knows? Like, it's just.
2: Too many things are broken. You have like a pill habit. You're living on the street. Like, it's not so wrong.
1: Uh, I, just, this could be a totally, totally
0: different She thing. said dire immediately. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you probably have a pill habit if you start, I'm dead. <laughs> Mm Oh love it. (laughs) So I feel like we can like without saying what I think your superpower is, we always ask, what do you think your superpower is?
2: I mean, I think it's safe to say I think my superpower is still being able to do this. I I'm indestructible. Like I'm I'm Wolverine, man. I'll heal like that. I'll just keep going. Hell yeah. Don't ever
0: count me out. Fuck <laughs> huh? yes. Wolverine's we'll my favorite X-Men and I love that. I love nice.
1: it. Yeah, like like you said, you're a machine and uh you're 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 putting the right fuel in, it sounds like. So fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go yeah. eat my vegetables. Thank you. Yeah. I mean you could chase it down with a beer. <laughs> oh, I'll get my double carbs for the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh is there any like can where can people find you on the internet and the instagrams and stuff
2: so i mean the only thing i do is uh instagram so yeah big underscore guns underscore love it oh, yeah. love
0: it and your next fight is memorial day weekend you said yep so what's the promotion um wck
1: okay
0: so, yeah. um
2: yeah, they're a big California promotion, been doing it for a very long time. Um, I haven't fought. That was my last fight in San Diego was for them, and that was, yeah, over three years ago. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, people actually think I'm from the East Coast because I go to <laughs> that's all I've done for like the past three years. <laughs> uh,
1: is it gonna be on the interwebs anywhere or
2: so that's the problem is they don't stream it. Um, what they do is they uh like live film it and then they broadcast it on like a local TV station here which is super weird because I'll be like <laughs> watching TV one day and I'll see like one of my teammates's fights from like 10 years ago. I'm like, oh okay. Um so
0: yeah but I'm sure I don't know. Follow I, my I, gym maybe we'll live that, stream it. Right. I was <laughs> like I'm kind of sad we're missing out. We like flip through the channels and it's like golf, golf yeah. more golf. and like <laughs> We could be watching more Thai on our regular television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Forget it. laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: we'll be rooting for you. We're, we're big fans. And yeah, yeah yes. you're too cool, Susan.
0: Yeah. Dude, yeah, I
2: appreciate it. This was really cool. Hey,
0: oh, yeah. thank you so much for being on. You're amazing. Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you.